Welcome to New Piney Grove Baptist Church, where one of our core values is Christian education. Let's tune in to this week's message. As we begin to continue our series, where our ministry focus is on creation, how fitting is the hymn of preparation? Because when we said that it was you, we're giving all glory to God. And giving glory is an act of praise. So I want you to keep in mind this thought, not just for the young people, but for the rest of us. Created to glorify the Creator. Our scripture reference for today is Psalm 148. No one knows the writer nor the background of this psalm, but what we do know is this. There is a clear and definite connection between creation and praising the Creator. The Hebrew word translated praise is hallelujah comes from two separate Hebrew root words. One word is to shine. That is to flash forth light. A simple definition means just to highlight. You know when you're writing something you highlight it automatically your eyes are drawn to it. But it also means to spotlight. When you're in an auditorium and the spotlight is on, everything else is dark, and the only thing you can see is that which is in the spotlight. The second root word is to boast or to gloat. And this, this second root word is what the writer of Psalm 148 had in mind when he penned our text. To boast of the globe. I want you to really understand this because as I was looking at how we were exalted to, to encourage on or to boast as the little kids were running around the bases. Boast implies to talk with excessive pride, self satisfaction about one's achievement. Possession or ability. For you parents, if your children bring home all age, you, you can go to work the next day bragging and boasting about your child. Because you're satisfied with what they have achieved. This other idea, gloat, is something we don't use at all. It means to observe or to think about something with Triumphant satisfaction, gratification, delight, or even adoration. And this root is most often connected with the idea of singing. Singing with joy and jubilation. 
Now, I know oftentimes some of my older saints along with me, you know, we talk about singing the blues. And I think sometimes that's how we approach praise. Something has to have had happened that was bad. My baby done left me. <laughs> but that's not the idea of Halle here. Halle is, is, is something that's going to bring joy and jubilation. It's an expression of one's inward feelings that is so passionate it boils over to the outside. In other words, you can't help showing what you feel. It's something that you act out. Now here's, here's, here's one of my issues, one of my pet peeves. We as pastors, Bible teachers, church folk, we have complicated this word praise. It's often being said that the highest praise is hallelujah. But this view has no biblical source. I challenge anyone that says that to show it to me. It ain't there. But see what we're guilty of, we're guilty of the love of listening and not the love of learning. See, when we, when we get into the love of listening, we hear what people say and we believe it. But when you have a love of learning, you go in the Bible and find it for yourself. It's not there. If you say thank you, that's passionate because God has done something for you like this morning, it was you, then that's praise. And it can't get no higher than that. See, in everyday term, that word, hallelujah, hallelujah means to praise the Lord. The word literally is praise Yah. Now you can look at that spell Y-A-H and it will help you because then you can see where Yahweh come in. But oftentimes it's also spelled J-A-H and I want you to think about that word hallelujah. Look at it again. If you take that E out of there you have hallelujah, praise Yah, or praise Yahweh. Now that being said in our text, the writer exalts praise here is specifically directed toward Yahweh. And the reason is said because if you just take hallelujah, you can praise anything, but when you say hallelujah, you're saying praise the Lord. What is Dariah doing here? Dariah is calling for a supreme praise for a supreme God. So he wants to distinguish between all the other gods that the Hebrew people knew of and he starts out by saying, pray Yahweh. You know what this does? This makes it a responsibility with accountability. Hmm. responsibility with an accountability. In other words, it's a spiritual duty. You don't really have a choice. 
We, 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 we get on people by, by saying you trying to prompt and prime the people to praise. Actually, you really don't have a choice according to this. Hold on. We'll get there as we examine the text. When we look at verse 1 of Psalm 148, he simply starts out with those words, Hallelujah. In your Bible, it's probably praise the Lord. Then say, praise the Lord from heavens, from the heaven. Praise him from the skies. Verse 2 says, praise him all his angels. Praise him all his armies of heaven. This word praise, hallelujah, is in what we call as scholars an imperative verb. It's an intense, get this, command. Not a suggestion. It's a command that requires immediate action. That's why some people want to make this the highest praise. But it ain't but one. Because it ain't but one God. It's an intense command that requires immediate action. You come to a railroad track and the bells are ringing and the gate comes down. You're telling you, you better stop now. So when we say praise the Lord, something ought to happen now. And it ought to be something that's acted out. This praise command was first given to what the Bible has here as heavens. This is translated as the abodes of the angelic beings. The other word sky can also be translated, and some of your Bibles probably has height. It speaks of a high place or a high position. And the writer may have had two groups in mind that are spiritual beings when he said this. One group he called angels, which their duty is to serve God. They're waiting at his back, beck and call for to do whatever he commands. The other group, which is the army, are the group who wage war for God. They protect his holiness and they're ready to take anybody and anything out that God depicts to do so. These angelic beings have two separate functions, but they only have one purpose. And that purpose is to praise the Lord. He says in verse 3, Praise him, sun, moon. Praise him, all you twinkling stars. Verse 4, praise him, skies above. Praise him, vapor high above the clouds or the firmament. The writer now after he deals with these angelic beings, he commands non-living things which were created for God's glory to praise him. Now, of course, how can inanimated object praise the Lord? The answer is by being what they are and fulfilling the function for which they were created. Have you ever seen a star that didn't shine? 
You see, stars, moon, and life form, they shine. That's what they were created for. Now, you have to ask yourself a question. If I was created to praise the Lord, and I don't, am I fulfilling the function for which I am created for? See, you think you were created for you and to satisfy you. Not so. Hold on, we'll come back to that. Verse 5. Let every created thing give praise to the Lord. For he has issued his command. And they came into being. Verse 6. He set them in places forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. When did the Lord tell us not to praise him? Is praise just restricted to two hours of church service on Sunday? Well, I found out one thing. If you don't praise him in here, you ain't going to praise him no place else. This ought to be the place that you are free to praise the Lord. Stay, stay, stay with me now. The right give reason for his summons to praise the Lord. Why? Because he has commanded it. Not me, not Kalea, not Patrick, but the Lord has commanded Eric. Well, 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 don't get ahead of yourself. They. Go to verse 7. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depth, fire and hail, snow and cloud, wind and weather. Let me just say wind and rain. Y'all get what I'm talking about, Cora. That obey him. So the wind waves do know his name. That's a scripture reference for those who want to know. Mountains and hills, fruit trees, all cedars, wild animals, all livestock, small, scary animals and birds. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The writer also summons all the earth to praise the Lord. Sea creatures, elements of nature, animal life. And in the midst of this, pro this command, there's a proclamation that all of nature obeys him. It's a human he got problem with. Uh, I'm going to come back to that too. This means that if there is such a thing as mother nature, she obeys him too. That's why the wind and the rain knows his name. Verse 11 said, the kings of the earth and all the people, rulers, judges of the earth, young men and old women, young men and young women rather, old men and children. Right gets to this point where he commands after the angelic beings and after all of the heavenly bodies and the animals of the earth, he finally gets to his finest creation, humanity. 
And he said the same thing to them. Praise the Lord. No one is exempt. Mm, can I read it again? Kings of the earth, all people, rulers, judges of the earth, young men, young women, old men, and children. In other words, from the highest earthly estate to those at the lowest step on the social ladder, you're all summoned to praise the Lord. Even, even Brandon, little children. It was interesting this morning as I was watching YPC praise and sing the first song. I gazed out and saw how many people were standing up. I saw some 50-year-old, some 60-year-old, even some 70-year-old. I did not see one team stand up. Not one little one stand up. On youth Sunday at New Party Road Baptist Church where they are free to praise the Lord, not one, Jeff, stood up. But the Bible says, Children. First they say, I'm coming back that day. Let them all all means all. Praise the name of the Lord. For his name is great, his glory towers over the earth and heaven. Again, Yahweh's name. Is given here. It speaks of his power and his might for act. He is the great I am. He is the self-existing one, the uncaused cause. He brings glory to himself through his creation. In the final verse, verse 14. He has made his people strong. Honoring his faithful ones. People in Israel who are close to him. And he ends this as he started. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Or as King James said, praise ye the Lord. The right gives honor. Well, rather, God gives honor to those who are faithful in praising him. This is what it means, Kalea, when it says God inhabits. He dwells among the praises of his people. Today, the church universally are his people. And being his people means we are commanded to praise the creator. We were created for this purpose. The local church is a reflection of God's universal church. Yet, as a local church, we find it difficult to act out what we were created to do. Now, I ain't got no problem with, with your personality if you ain't one that 
act out. Man, ain't no problem at all. What I got a problem with is what you do act out. For some of you sports fans. If you act out more at the stadium than you do at the church, something is wrong. If you shouted at the club, get it on, but you can't say hallelujah in the church, something is wrong. That's what I got a problem with. If you were the loud mouth at the office party and you come to the church and you shut up, something's wrong, Robert, somewhere with your Christianity. Again, this is especially true of you young folks. It's been a while since I did anything in high school. My wife deals with elementary school or in Dickon Miller every week, but I do deal with college students. And I see the same thing. How we can be so loud standing up at a football and basketball game and we come to church and we won't sit down on God. It's amazing to me that these young people that I was watching, uh, Elena and Bella and Ray Ray and all the little kids up here, how, how exuberant they were when they're young. But Amy and Patrick, something's going to happen to them when they get older. For some reason, they lose their zeal. And they don't feel free to express their praise. I got, I got five reasons that I'm going to give you today why I don't believe young people do what they were created to do. And that's to praise the Lord. Number one, fear of embarrassment. Fear of embarrassment. I, I heard you, Brandon, when you talk. Well, I think it was Kalea talking about sometimes you can get stage fright. But you all not get stage fright in church. So fear of embarrassment. They don't want to be embarrassed. But I think a bigger reason for some of those kids that's been here and been coming for a while if they fear of being a hypocrite, they don't want to be a hypocrite. They, they know they ain't living the Christian life. So they are kind of fearful. I know this was my son's problem. He even told me, Dad, I don't want to go to church and act like I'm holy. 
and then go out in the world and do my thing. I understand that. And let me just go ahead and say this. This is kind of in between what I'm talking about. See, we have, a, we have a problem as adults. We see the kids do things, and we think they're playing. And our reverence, we said, don't do that. And we as adults been playing church all our lives. Some of y'all are playing right now. So if we play church, why can't we let them play church? Because as Shirley see thing with Shirley, she might have been North Norwood. So she ain't playing this thing. It'll get to where it's real to. Another big reason is no parental example. If they don't see you praise God, they ain't going to do it. If you sit in your seat, they going to sit in their seat when they are done. Have you noticed how many people whose parents used to sing, now sing? We mimic our parents. Sometimes, genetically, I don't know how, how God do or spiritually, what's in our parents come forth on us. But more than likely, it's just the fact that what they see us do, they're going to mimic. Number four is church restriction. We won't let the kids do certain things. And they start to acting like past day. You can't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. It's amazing to me. Y'all let them run around. When I tell you not to run, y'all let them eat, eat in the church, and I tell you don't eat in the sanctuary. But when they start to acting like they preach it up, you can't do that. They ain't nothing but the devil. And just the last thing that I got on my list is the ignorance. We don't realize we're supposed to teach these children how to praise God. You know why? Because nobody taught us. Nobody taught us about raising the hand. Nobody taught us about the spirit giving the dance. So we just think. And for your, your people that's visited, we... You, we may have Baptists on our name by that, but we're a long way from what y'all think Baptists are. I got just as many tongue talkers in here as we do in the Pentecostal church, but they just do it according to what the Bible says. But even in my Pentecostal background, I found out when young kids grow up, all that stuff they used to do, they don't do no more. But I want to give you something before I leave here that's going to support children. Since you son Pastor Lee's 
And that is some scripture reference on children praising the Lord. One's coming from the New Testament. Matthew 21, 15 to 16. It's all right, because see, the devil just don't want you to hear this, mama. Don't worry about that, baby. The devil just don't want you to hear. He'll be all right. Matthew 21, 15. But when the chief priests and the scribes saw the wonderful things he did, and the children crying out in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant, the grown folks, and said to him, Jesus, do you not hear what these are saying? And Jesus said, yes, let me put it this way. I hear you. I heard it. And Jesus quote scripture. Have you never read out of the mob squad? Out of the mouths of babe come perfected praise. That's the New King James Version. I thought it was something interesting in the English Standard Version. And Jesus said to him, yes, have you never read out of the mouths of infants and nursing babies? Notice that? You have, and get this, K, prepared praise. Now this word prepared means rehearsal. It's making something perfect to practice. Now a lot of people got, got, got problems with preachers having notes. But we come in here and we sing songs written on the board. These kids have to learn because somebody has prepared them to praise. It started with these songs, but somebody said, baby, it's okay to raise your hand. We'll say, clap your hand. Stomp your feet. It's okay to jump. Now, I don't have no problem with my son's son, the leaves over there. Running when it's church service. Running up here when it's your time, Maurice. I'm going to get on you about running in this sanctuary, but I ain't going to get on you when you run up here. Let's go to the Old Testament. Right after Psalm 148 is 149. I want you to read with me again. Praise the Lord, sing to the Lord a new song, and praises an assembly of his saints. Assembly of his saints? Sound like church to me. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the children of Zion. Now you can take this as just as people, but I'm going to take it as children. Be joyful in their king. Let them praise his name. With a with the dance, let them sing praise to him with the temple and the harp. For the Lord does what? Takes pleasure in his people. Doing what? Praising him. 
I really want to end with this one. He will beautify Hama with salvation, but we're going to go a different way. Now let's skip on down to Psalm 150. A very popular song that's often read during the scriptures of our day. Praise the Lord. Praise the God in his sanctuary. Again, that sounds like church to me. Praise him in his mighty heaven. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with flute, harp. Praise him with the tambourine. Dance. Praise him with string, pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. I'm going to stop right before I read verse 6. I'm going back to some of the traditions of the church. That some church they don't want no instruments in there. That some church to tell you that organs and drums are the devil. I don't guess they read the scripture. And then verse 6 says this, Patrick. Let everything that has breath do what? His sanctuary. The church is commanded to praise God. Why? If you look at the scripture, it tells you two things. For what he has done, his mighty deeds, and for his excellent greatness, his name. It tells the church also how to praise him. With what? With any instrument. With voices. I don't play nothing. I wish I could. My favorite instrument is a guitar. If I ever get to heaven and the Lord allows me, I'm going to play a guitar. <laughs> Getting back to the world just a little bit. The old Temptation song. Papa was rolling the stone. There's a bass playing the doom, doom. <laughs> doom, 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 doom. <laughs> I can't play that now. But until I get to where I can play, I'm going to clap my hand. The scripture also tells us who ought to praise the Lord. Everybody. As long as you breathe, you need to praise the Lord.
Thanks for listening. We pray that you have been blessed by the message. Visit us on the web at npgbc.org for contact information, service times, or directions to our place of worship.